Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is a brand new episode. As you've probably noticed, I've been sharing a lot of replays from the live trainings I have been hosting within the Metabolism Mindset and Macros Free Facebook community. Of course, if you're not a member, we would love for you to join us. And part of the reason was just to have a little time off with the summer coming on, kids being out of school, and to just have a little extra time. But on, if I'm being truly honest, it's also been because I've been at a loss on what to record. And I've actually recorded this particular episode three different times, stumbling on my words and, and trying to make sense out of where I am in my, my own journey, my own journey as a woman living with Hashimoto's and PCOS. At the time of this recording, I'm about two weeks out from Luisa's first birthday, if you can believe that. So around 12 months postpartum. And also where I've been, you know, in my evolution and my journey as a coach and, and as a nutritionist supporting women with Hashimoto's and PCOS. And it's just been a very interesting and vulnerable and, and eye-opening season of life that I have been in. And it's also been a really, really exciting one. It's given me opportunity to pause and reflect on my my journey, both in health as well as you know, my evolution as a coach. It's also made me look at some uncomfortable, uncomfortable truths and things that, you know, used to ring true for me as a coach that I no longer feel aligned with and I no longer really subscribe to and and that's always uncomfortable right you know there's a saying when you know better you do better of course but to look at to look at your your journey to look at the way your beliefs and your understanding of things has evolved and to be willing to say hey I was I was wrong <laughs> about some things, but I shared when I launched my six week group program that we're gosh we're we're in week four in um, the Hashimoto's lifestyle roadmap. I shared when I launched that for the first time just a little bit ago how that was a year in the making, and it's been really interesting because it's actually been more than a year because I I definitely started it well before I gave birth. Um, and just continue to re refine it over the past year. But taking that that decade of education and information and experience and, you know, launching it, and I believe so much in that program, and I've been so excited to get in there and coach and support these women every single week. But once I got through the excited, excitement of launching it, and now we're, we're in it, it's it's given me the opportunity to pause and, and reflect a, a lot. And so it's also been interesting as it kind of, not kind of, it definitely butts right up to, you know, the, the 12 month long journey of, of being a postpartum woman and looking at my health journey and, and the parallels and the duality of the amazingness of this journey. And also if I'm being really honest, it not looking exactly like I envisioned or I pictured, especially when it comes to, to my health, my nutrition, my fitness, my body. It's been eye-opening. It's been jarring um, in good ways and in also uncomfortable ways. I won't, I won't say, I won't say bad ways. And when I was thinking about, 
getting my my podcasting mojo back because podcasting really is my my happy my happy place as far as a medium to to share things, to share my understanding of things, to share knowledge. And and I think part of that is because it's almost like I, I get to just coach this microphone as I'm speaking with you. But I was I was thinking, you know, what do I want to share? And I didn't feel like I really could, I could, but I didn't feel right about sharing anything until I just sort of created this really vulnerable episode about where where I'm sitting. And it started when I started to put together this curriculum, if you want to call it that, um, for the Hashimoto's Lifestyle Roadmap, which by the way, if you missed out on this first round, I am even more excited and passionate about this program. I will be running it again in the fall and the wait list is open. I will put that link in the show notes if you're interested in learning more about that. But as I started to dive in and, and gain more understanding of these women, their journey and where they are and realizing where I've been wrong as a coach, I shared, gosh, it's probably been a couple of years and this is just the interesting evolution of a coach. I shared a couple of years ago about how I wished I could go back to my very first clients and just refund them all <laughs> because I wasn't um, a really great coach. And it can be really uncomfortable for someone in this space to open their eyes and say, wow, I, I might have been a little bit wrong about that. But also it is just a part of the evolution. It is just a part of continuing to actually coach real human beings, to allow yourself to be coached, um, to go through your own personal journey and also to continue your your education. And for coaches, I know, I, I was gonna say I think, but I know a lot of us when we, when we first get educated, a lot of it is regurgitation, right? We'll have a mentor, we'll have a coach, we'll have an education program that tells us all these things. And we're like, yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's what I, that's what I know. And that's going to help people. And I've gotten people some incredible results coaching that way. But in the last several years, as I've really come face to face with my own journey and, and seeking coaches to support me, it's really opened my eyes to what coaching is and how coaching can can help people and how individual the coaching experience is how personal it is how intimate and vulnerable it is and can be and from my perspective should be and a lot of what I have shared through the years, because if you're if you're new here, my evolution started as a personal trainer. I started as a personal trainer, and then I went into nutrition coaching strictly from a, fa a fat loss or weight loss perspective. And then I went into, when I continued my education into more macro-focused, I focused primarily on coaching folks through macros. And I still, just to be clear, I still have several clients who are doing macros at this time. But as I just started to refine my, my niche, if you will, and supporting more women strictly with Hashimoto's and PCOS, it caused me to, to broaden my, my perspective and my understanding of nutrition and, and what's the most supportive of these conditions and to where I really gained a deeper understanding of the harm diet culture, diet mentality, dieters mindset really 
really placed on these conditions. And part of, you know, opening my eyes and, and confronting things that I may have done before I knew better was how without meaning to or understanding some of my coaching methodologies at a previous point, at an earlier point, still push some of these diet mentalities and dieters' mindsets onto different folks. And as I start to shed layers and grow as a coach, it's caused me to pause and say, where have I been contributing to some of these harmful messages that diet culture spews out of every hole that they have? And where do I need to do better as a coach, as someone that is consistently supporting women with autoimmunity, with these hormonal issues? How can I do better at unpacking some of these body image issues that women with autoimmunity so frequently hold and support women who want to improve their health, maybe want to change the appearance of their body and do it in a way that detaches this from morality, from their self-worth, from their ability to belong and connect with others. Because what I have learned in unpacking some of these own issues myself is it's taken me a really long time to not feel like my body was my business card. As someone that's been in the health and fitness space almost 15 years now, I started to realize as I navigated this postpartum year, how often the way I felt about my body, the way, my bo the way I felt or perceived my body looked held me back as a coach as a mom, as a wife, as a human being. And what really caused me to pause on that within the last two-ish years, as I reversed my own symptoms of Hashimoto's and PCOS, and again, started to work through some of these body image issues that come along with things like Hashimoto's and PCOS, along with the confl conflicting and frustrating and overwhelming information, at the beginning of this postpartum year, I was back in a place of feeling like I needed to apologize about my body. And this was a huge thing when I had what I refer to as my, my big Hashimoto's flare. My body was inflamed. I was holding on to weight that I didn't like. I was puffy all the time. And I felt like as a fitness professional, I did not fit the mold of what a fitness professional looked like. And therefore, I was less than as a coach. It affected how I would show up, how I would take clients. It affected what I charged for coaching. I've never shared this publicly on the podcast, but there was a period of time in my coaching career that I way undercharged for my services because I attached the way my body looked to what I felt like I could charge for coaching. And while having 
lower cost coaching is not necessarily the end of the world. It caused me to burn out. It impacted my ability to fill my own cup so that I could show up and hold my clients through the transformations and the changes that they needed in order to feel better in their bodies, to feel more connected to their bodies and get the results that they wanted. And so I did. I often felt like I needed to apologize. You know, hey, I'm going through a Hashimoto's flare, you know, almost like saying, I know my body doesn't look good, but I can help you feel like your body looks better. And this was totally subconscious, totally subconscious. And it's been really something that, again, as I was putting together this six-week coaching program and I looked back on my own journey and that influenced what I was putting into this program along with, you know, the all the amazing women that I've gotten results for and my education and just all of these things, putting it together and tying it up with this pretty little bow in this six-week container, which is beautiful. I, again, I'm absolutely in love with this program, but I couldn't do it without looking openly and vulnerably at my own journey. And when we look at our own journey, we're lying to ourselves if we only look at, you know, the flowers and the rainbows and the butterflies. We have to be willing to say, okay, well, this is where I didn't, I didn't know better, so I didn't do better. And now I know better. So I can show up more fully. I can show up more authentically. And I didn't even realize over this past year that I'd been through that same experience in the early days postpartum. Like, of course I didn't, you know, I, I took some time for maternity leave and didn't show up, you know, actively taking on new one-on-one -on -one clients and things like that for a while because I was navigating life with a newborn. At the same time, I also re-entered a phase of my life where I felt like I needed to apologize about my body. Like I felt like I needed to say every time I showed up on Instagram or posted a picture, like, hey, this is a postpartum body that's eight weeks postpartum, it's 16 weeks postpartum. And this was really interesting for me to realize firstly. Secondly, it did make me a little bit sad but thirdly, it's a part of my journey that's led me to realizing for the first time that I can remember in a long time that I don't have this drive or this need to change my body. And that was just this really wild thing to sit with. And I think that that played into my lack of inspiration to come onto the podcast and to create new content and, and to coach and to teach because I've just been sitting in limbo with this, this really inspired place to show up and coach my, my clients through some of these shifts and some of these changes that I've made and to share all this cumulative knowledge in the Hashimoto's Lifestyle Roadmap and also realize that some of the things that I've been sharing on the podcast, on social media, as a coach, no longer resonate with me and no longer align with my, my values and my mission. The other really interesting thing about this is the fact 
that I sit in this in these uncharted waters in the health and the wellness space space. You know, I, I mentioned partially my body being this business card I perceived and feeling like I didn't fit the fitness mold there, which is one interesting place. I, no, I no longer feel that way. I've done a lot of work on body image and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a moment. But now when I look at the things that I want to share with you, the things that I want to talk with you about, the things I want to coach you through, I once again am in this place where I don't fit the mold because I would love to tell you sitting here at almost 12 months postpartum that I love my body every single day, that I jump out of bed, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my goodness, your stretch marks, um, your belly, everything is so beautiful. You've carried three children. You've breastfed three children. You're just a warrior. You're amazing. And that wouldn't be true. I'm not one of those coaches that will ever tell you you're wrong for wanting to lose weight, that you're wrong for wanting bigger biceps, for wanting abs, to want to be able to run faster, lift more weights, do any goal that you want to achieve. And so as a coach, I find myself in this really interesting area where these there are these messages there's almost these shameful messages around shaming women for wanting to lose weight. And on the other side of the coin, there's these shameful messages that if you don't lose weight, you're putting your health at risk. You're putting your family at risk. And none of those extremes feel true for me. One of the things that I've been working really hard on is a concept called body neutrality. And I will be the first one to tell you that I spent a lot of my career blatantly saying things like intuitive eating doesn't work. Or if you're neutral about your body, that means you don't care about your health. I've said those things. And that's really painful to admit. And again, just looking, looking in the vulnerable mirror, right? When you know better, you do better because it doesn't mean those things. And that's something that I'm really learning in this season of my life. What I have learned through doing my own body image work, through doing my own work around body neutrality, is I can show up and I can care for my body in the season that I am am in, in a way that feels good, that feels aligned with what my current goals are, what my values and my priorities are, and I can also detach the way I perceive my body looks or the way I feel that my body looks from my self-worth, from my self-worth as a human being, from my self-worth as a mother, and from my self-worth as a coach. Because the size of my body, the way my body looks is not an indicator of who I am as a human being, who I am as a mother, who I am as a coach because I am a worthy human being, most of the time I think I'm a pretty good mom. And I know that I'm a really good coach too. And for too much of my life, I have let my feelings of my around my body and the way my body looks impact, dictate, and drive the ship on how I show up in those pockets of my life. 
And that was just this like a, a giant wave hitting me in the face of things that I quote knew, but I didn't know. And again, you know better, you do better. And so when I think around showing up more vulnerably and more authentically, you know, here on the podcast, on social media, with my clients, it really, it really starts there. And the stretchy part about coaching in this way is also holding that that duality of we can have a health first approach and also want to change the way our body looks and you're not wrong for whatever you choose As a coach, it is not my job to tell you what to do. It is not my job to tell you what you want. It is not my job to tell you what you need. It is my job to help you unpack some of these stories, some of these narratives, these limiting beliefs that hold you stuck in your current reality when you have the desire to create a new, different, maybe better reality for yourself, your health, and your life. Over the coming months, I'm going to be talking a lot about redefining what health looks and feels like for you because this has been, I can't even put into words how this has changed my life. Again, I will be the first to vulnerably and painfully admit I have held on to dogmatic viewpoints about nutrition, about fitness. I shared on Instagram recently. I've been sharing a lot of my own fitness journey on Instagram recently. So if you haven't, if you don't follow me and you want to follow along, it's Natalie Brooke, Brooke is with an E Guevara on Instagram. I love having conversations with listeners on Instagram, but I was sharing more about that because I hired a running coach recently. I hired a running coach about two months ago. And that was another aha moment because hiring this running coach with the intention of just finding joy and pleasure and fun and running, who would have thought? I've never identified as a runner, never enjoyed running. And I, I have had several runs that I have flat out enjoyed. But it was the first time that I hired any type of personal trainer or fitness coach with zero desire to change the way my body looks. It was all about a feeling and it's been so liberating and so freeing and also so incredibly uncomfortable, which is not a bad thing. Growth doesn't happen within our comfort zone. I know you've heard that cliche quote as as well, but that doesn't mean that someone else hiring a personal trainer because they want, you know, bigger biceps or bigger glutes is inherently wrong for wanting to change their body. Both can be true. Both can be true. It really just comes down to a deeper understanding of what health is for you, what health looks like in this season. Something that my coach shared with me really recently that I was just like, yeah, yeah. And then I wanted to share with you. 
is that we can also have desires. We can also have wants and at the same time, not do anything about it. Health doesn't come with a number attached to it. Confidence doesn't come with a number or a look. It's a feeling. Finding freedom with food, finding freedom with your body, finding freedom with fitness doesn't mean that you don't care about your health. I want to be really clear about that. I'm going to be talking a lot over the next couple of months about what redefining your health looks like, and I'm actually going to be opening enrollment for my 16-week nutrition coaching program. I have not opened enrollment for this program since 2021. Actually, it was July of 2021, so it's been two years. I haven't opened enrollment for this program, and this program has been totally revamped. And I'll be really transparent and honest with you on that. Previously, it was around macro tracking. Now it's going to be around redefining your health, breaking up with the dieter's mindset, the dieter's mentality, redefining nutrition, redefining satisfaction, body trust, respect, and figuring out what health looks, feels like for you, how you can exist in your body in a healthy way, whether that includes changing the way it looks or not. As a coach, I can't tell you what health is for you. And this is also a really interesting place and really uncharted waters as someone that specifically helps women with Hashimoto's and PCOS, because we do have unique circumstances. And this is why this, this coaching program, again, I'm obsessed with the Hashimoto's lifestyle roadmap, and it's going to go perfectly into this 16 week coaching program. This is why this, this program is so unique and so different because there are not programs out there that specifically help women with Hashimoto's or PCOS unlearn diet culture, unlearn dieting, and relearn what health feels like, what health looks like, redefining their health, reclaiming their health, reclaiming their lives, while also gaining an understanding around how their decisions, how their choices are going to impact their condition. Again, this doesn't mean that we need to be rigid. This doesn't mean that we need to have rules. This is about breaking the rules, burning the rule book, and creating your own. Because when I sit back and I look at my own journey and I look at the mistakes that I've made, the mindsets and beliefs that I've held onto that have not served me, none of those were my own. I shared, so right now in the Metabolism Mindset and Macros community, if you're not a member, the trainings will be up through next Friday, but we're doing a seven-day Reclaim Your Health Kickstart Challenge. It's been really, really fun. Today we talked about, today was day two on the day that I'm recording this podcast, we talked about redefining your nutrition, and that's part one of part two. And we really talked about learning to listen to your body, learning your hunger cues, learning learning how your body is communicating with you because it always is. And I shared with them, and I want to share this with you now as I wrap up this episode. I hope this episode comes out coherent. Again, this is the third time I've tried to do this, but 
it's a, this is uncomfortable for me to share. This is uncomfortable for me to share. But I shared with them that by doing the work of unlearning, unlearning the stuff that we've been conditioned to understand and believe for decades and relearning how to trust our body, relearning what our body needs and how we can best support it. That's something that no one can ever take away from you. I've had women share with me that they have been doing diets and they have bought into programs or they've been paying $500 a month or doing this, that, and the other, and they've gotten results. But every time they stop, they lose the results and then some, which is so, so, so common, which continues to perpetuate disordered eating patterns, body image issues, and a lack of trust with yourself. But when you do the work to unpack all of this shit that we've learned, and put the reps in on learning yourself, your own body, your condition, your symptoms, what is right for you, then you can stop looking outside of yourself for another diet. You can stop Googling how you can take care of X, Y, and Z. Nobody can ever take away your own playbook that you built through building trust with yourself, building trust with your body, through a deeper understanding through moving away from self-control into self-connection. No one can take that from you. And I'm excited to start to unpack and share some of these concepts with you over the coming months. So with that being said, you're going to hear some changes on the podcast, and I hope you're excited about that. Maybe even a little uncomfortable. That's okay too. Again, growth doesn't happen in our comfort zone. I'm going to be sharing in a much deeper and more vulnerable way the things that I, I know to be true for me, the things that I know to be true for my clients, as always with evidence and science backing it up. But I'm going to quit sharing things that, that don't feel aligned, that don't feel supportive, that have held me back, limiting beliefs, limiting stories, narratives that have held me back. And I'm excited. I'm also nervous, but I'm excited. And so I wanted to I wanted to share that with you today. And I'll continue to share more in the coming weeks. Not going to give everything away in one episode, but there might also be a new name coming to the podcast that more closely aligns with with where, with where we are in this journey together. And I can't wait to share more with you. So stay tuned to next week's episode. I'm excited to get back on the wagon of recording original episodes for you each week. Now that I'm feeling my podcasting mojo come back, I think I just really had to, I think I had to get past this episode to get past this discomfort um, and this, this vulnerable share with you. So Again, I hope this this wound up coming out somewhat coherent. Um, I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope that something has resonated within it. As always, if it has, please share with someone who would find value in this. And if you have a moment and wouldn't mind leaving a five-star rating and review, it means the world to me. Again, I put my heart and soul into creating this content and that just helps it show up in the search engine so other women that might can benefit from this message can 
find it. Of course, you can always learn more about me at updogwellnessandfitness.com. Learn about me, my coaching offers. If you're interested in the next round of the Hashimoto's Lifestyle Roadmap, the waitlist is open. I will drop a specific link for that in the show notes. And if you are jiving with what I'm putting down in, you know, unlearning dieting as a way of relearning just how to nourish your body so that it can function and dare I say thrive, then stay tuned because I will be sharing more information about my 16-week nutrition coaching program specifically for women with Hashimoto's and PCOS around unlearning dieting so that you can thrive with your condition and reclaim your health as well as your life. More details on that coming soon. Until next time, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Chat soon.